Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose. And how is everybody doing on this fine morning or evening, if that's when you're listening, or et cetera? Whatever time, really. <laughs> the way that this hot mess of an express of a show goes, it probably should be some type of after hour show. I think if it was a late night show, it would be like the late, late night show. Uh, but here we are. I'm so excited. My current favorite TikTok account is that of KP Parker. The handle is KP if it's cool. Probably seen her pop up on your page. She's kind of circulating all around the internet because she speaks enough to the human experience that her comedy basically, it lifts you up just to break you down because (laughs) it'll have you (laughs) laughing at how perfectly it's made fun of the people you uh, despise. And then we'll just hit home (laughs) with making fun of something that you do that you thought was quirky and original. Or maybe I'm just talking about myself. Is this all about me? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. But she was very gracious about my egregious amounts of fangirling. Um, And really, our conversation kind of made me rethink the way that we talk about pop stars. We talk all about Amanda Bynes, and we're really here to celebrate her. We're here to talk about the parts of her legacy that really don't, don't get talked about enough. We'll get into her past and the story of her life. I realized through talking to KP, just the way that she really looks up to Amanda Bynes' early career and how that really shaped her into the comedian she is today, it made me think about the way that we talk about celebrities and mental health, and all these catchy catchphrases that are fun to throw around. But in reality, when it's actually applied, it's like, I'm guilty of this. I I get into the cycle of just, I want to dig deep and I want to get into all the salacious details of people's lives. You know, we we all love a little, little mess, a little spilling the tea. But at the same time, for people that have created this incredible legacy, like we're going to talk about today, it's... It's wild that we totally bypass all of that, that entire body of work and skip right to basically focusing almost solely on mental health issues and on their worst days. I mean, it made me think that it's like, it's it's as if every time I was a guest on someone's podcast, they were like, Hey, this is, um, this is Emily. She sometimes gets depressed enough that she has to get her dinner from the corner store. That's half a block away versus walking to the grocery store. That's five blocks away. When she was 18, she used to party in the forest, um, and then not know how to get home because it wasn't clear at the beginning of the night, who was going to be the designated driver. Um, oh yeah. And she has a podcast and here she is like, imagine that imagine (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine if that was how I was presented to the world and how I came about when you Googled me, because that is a small slice of my existence, but I am more than that. And especially for someone like Amanda Bynes, she is so much more than the way that we talk about her. So we're going to take that little slice that we talk about. We're going to actually expand upon it and paint a picture of her and what she's actually contributed to popular culture. I just need to tell you guys that when we recorded this episode, it was on Friday. And uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, Canada was basically shut down. Uh, like we have this oligarchy of in terms of cell phone providers, and I won't get into the nitty gritty of all of it, but basically one of them was down and it caused mayhem. It was down for a full day. And for a full day in all of the country of Canada, you couldn't use a debit card. You couldn't do online banking. Uh, and my internet was haywire. Everything was haywire. Someone that I talked to was like, yeah, I just decided to take the day off work because nothing's working. I decided to record a podcast in this circumstance. It messed with the audio quality a bit. And I'm sorry about that. I did my very best to fix it. But look, it's 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 a little rough around the edges. But <laughs> isn't that what this podcast is about? It, it kind of reminds me of most of you guys that I used to live in a small town in the mountains. And this type of thing would happen all the time. Given we were like eight hours from a major city, but it would be like, oh, everyone that has a cell phone from this provider can't use their phone today because a tree fell on this phone line and Jim, the guy who fixes it, is on vacation. So we're going to get Bob to come up the mountain and he'll be there uh, maybe maybe later today, maybe tomorrow. Like this was the type of thing that would happen all the time. So for a brief moment, I kind of felt like we were a small town as a country um, or, or like that stereotype I used to hear when I was younger that we all take sleds to work. It sort of felt like that. So so Sorry about the audio quality. Hopefully you will bear with me because it's a fantastic interview. And um, before I get to it, the Patreon this week, which comes out every week, features Laura Danger. And it's us talking about basically the most fucked up reality and prank shows that have gone to air. She told me about some shows that I've never even heard of before and couldn't believe my eyes when I saw them. So we're going to be talking about all of that. Um, that, if you would like to join, is for the low, low price of $5 a month. Uh, that The tier where you get an extra episode a week, is it's called the oat milk latte tier. I originally had it at $7 US a month. I reduced it to 5 We all know that an oat milk latte isn't $5. It's what it would cost if you're a regular and have a good rapport. And then they give you a discount one day and you're like, are we, like, are we flirting? Are we are we having a moment or like, are they just so sick of their job? They don't care anymore. Do we, what, what's going on here? You may be asking, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, it, it doesn't. Uh, I'm going to move along swiftly, <laughs> but uh, before we get into it, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, leave a review. If you have a feedback, that's not a five-star worthy um, or, you know, critical don't don't leave it in the reviews. Don't be that guy. You don't want the label of that guy. Just DM me or uh, write it down, build a tiny boat and send it down the river in the hopes that it gets to where it needs to go. Uh, all right. So that's about it for me. And so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with Kathy Parker, comedian, TikToker, woman of the internet. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> that's me. Good. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I'm so excited you're here. Your comedy, it just, it kills me. You're my favorite TikTok comedian. And it's also ruined my life uh, because I'll be Mm -hmm. scrolling through 
And I'll be like, yeah, look, that that is like, you know, the perfect caricature of some sleazy dude. And then it'll be something that I do. And I'm like, oh, yep. <laughs> I listen, no one's safe. No one is safe. <laughs> no, you cover like all the bases of humanity and you find these little things that I feel like haven't really been covered or spoken about. And it's like subtle yet over at the same time. So if anyone's listening, Thank you so much. Yeah, if anyone's listening who hasn't checked out your TikTok already, I'll link it in the episode description. But you should probably just pause this podcast right now and just go scroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get get some scrolls in. <laughs> How did you get started? doing comedy and and then posting everything online Ooh, I feel like I've been doing comedy since high school for sure I just love being funny and like being uh outlandish and being attention seeking uh so I started in theater not surprising to anyone um then just kind of was doing like acting and musical theatery things uh, then went to college and a lot of improv sketch stuff there and then really kept it going of live performance and then digital age is hitting so everything needs a video so I, I started TikTok maybe like two years ago two and a half years amazing and yeah. when did it take off would you say was it kind of right away or like what what was like the timeline no, so recent honestly uh, I, I was posting like every week a few times a week for about a year and a half before it got like any views but I was just posting because you know I have dumb ideas in my head and I just want to get them out there so I was just posting regardless of if it got any views but I'd say the it, the first pop-off happened February and then March of this year March was like person that moves to LA was the video I think that like got a lot of people looking in person that uh so yeah just March is really yeah I mean just since I asked you to be on the podcast to now which wasn't that long ago you've mm-hmm. already had so many more followers and like okay I feel like an asshole for saying this but I sometimes I feel like I can predict certain things that are gonna blow up like I, <laughs> I'm like I it feels like the like most jerky thing to say but I do no. have these moments where I'm like okay and like I mean I, you're already out there but I feel honestly like you're gonna be at a million followers within the next year wow. or two like you're onto something. That's so wild. It's so tough to know. I mean, thank you so much. Firstly, that's so sweet. Uh, I it's so tough to know because I feel like the algorithm is so weird. TikTok's got to be like the most mysterious of the apps of like how they start favoring someone and then where does that go? And it's so different because it's not like you know your feed is full of randos and not really people you follow. So even if you follow someone, they might not show up in your for you page. So random. So I don't know if. I guess that's all to say that would be great. But who knows if I fall into a obscurity and <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I mean, yeah, the TikTok gods are mysterious. That's why I just keep making so sacrifices mysterious. to them in the hopes that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll stay on their good side. For for me Absolutely. it's kind of it's kind of straightforward because I just happen to have this fixation on the Kardashians and that is very mm-hmm. algorithm friendly, but it's also like part yeah. of part of why I went on in the first place was to give my friends a break from talking about the Kardashians, which I know like a lot of people <laughs> dislike. And now I've like turned the listeners off because I can't, I can't stop talking about it here. But oh my God, it's like, I'm like, I, I get that you guys don't want these like long rambly voice notes from anymore about like what Chloe's doing <laughs> or like what she said in interviews. So I'm like, I'll just talk to my two followers and then it kind of went from there. <laughs> but it's, it's very, it's very random. 
Yeah. And you never know who's going to like find you. I mean, I don't know. As you, you posted the other day about like some guy being like, wow, you're even funny for a woman comic. And I was oh like, my God. every day, like knock on wood, I'm grateful that the men have not found my account. <laughs> It's wild. I mean, so I it's very funny. At least I know they're like real people, but they simply don't seem like real people to me. Not all me going not. Sorry. <laughs> Ignore that. Yikes. No, uh the people that comment like uh, you know, uh no women are funny, but I got to admit me laugh. They just don't seem real to me. So I think it's very funny when I get those how do you live your life? So wild. <laughs> I know, no, I know, I know. The like, I don't play video games, but the concept of like a non-playable character is like selling to me Very. because like they yeah. truly are like it's like these taglines like oh six of one half does the other. It's like yeah, it's almost like totally. da- dad humor, but like the young misogyny version. And I'm just like yeah. I, They're I just mad libsing, mad libsing their way through life, just filling in the blank of what <laughs> what's going on now. You're like woman funny. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my Reddit friends. It's like <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, no, I, I kind of feel like you know when you're camping and you put out citronella like candles, maybe this is like a Canadian thing, and it repels the bugs, like there's a little like yeah. perimeter. I kind of feel like for me talking about Taylor Swift and the Kardashians is that like repellent yeah. to men, like to the straight men. Mm-hmm. And like if they can find if they find my page and they're cool and they want to hang, they want to talk about post pop culture like great yeah. but but most of the time they're just telling me that I'm an idiot for caring and so that's why my presidential campaign is to retrofit half of the sports bars make them like reality show watching oh. parties and like I want this to be like a team sport for everyone wow okay honestly first <laughs> I've heard this idea and I love that I'm very <laughs> fun just like a weekly reality show bar well I it's sort of like spiraled because I've had guests on where we've kind of like, we've had these conversations about how we wish it was more like sports. And then I, I just, I, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about how like I'm at home screaming at me in my head like yeah. when I watch reality yeah. shows. And, and sometimes I'm like covering my eyes and I'm like, I can't even, I can't handle it. And so like, we all need to like find ways to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, the, the men get to do that. Every corner has yeah. a, a sports bar. And they yep. talk about what the players are doing on and off the field. Same with me and the housewives. So like, why, you know, mm-hmm. why don't we have that? It's true. We do. I used to do RuPaul's Drag Race at bars. There's a lot of those, but there should be more for all the shows. Yeah. 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 They, they're they really good with RuPaul's Drag Race viewing parties. Yeah. Wait, did, did you host them? Yeah. No, no, no. Went to a bar like with oh, my friends. Okay. You would go. Would I was go like, there. I was like, I thought it was yeah. drag queens that host them, but. I'm like, no, oh my God, no. Yeah, let me just put this face here as a white, a straight woman. Well, <laughs> I'm, like, no, no, no. I'm just going and being in. <laughs> well, I think, I think it was the most recent UK they had a cis yeah. straight woman on. And like that seemed like, okay, well, that's different. But like nothing seemed as outlandish yeah. as when they had a straight man on totally the last season, Maddie Morphosis. Totally. That we were all like, who's also a very funny TikToker. It has some fun little. It's a very, very funny TikToker. I realized from seeing him on TikTok that the show edited him to look really awkward and like out of place, but he's he's so sassy and like so. So funny. (laughs) I know. Yeah. He's like quick, very quick. Uh, Fun. I liked him. (laughs) Yeah. Unhinged in the best way. And yeah, he really made me challenge actually some small mindedness that I had like when I first saw him. I was like. I know. I think everyone did a little. I'm glad they went with like. 
I don't think they ever edited Maddie to look like too much of it, like an ignorant or villain. So no. I think it was good to start with like, yeah, we are being inclusive and it's a positive thing. And like, I don't know, you never know how anyone's going to get edited. Which is so funny to be like, <laughs> it's so good to see some straight male representation on TV. <laughs> oh God, I know. The one show that has them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, I was like clutching my pearls at first. I was like, on my television? Like, my goodness. I know. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. But hey, 2022. Yeah. Let's get everyone in there. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is kind of a non sequitur, but when we were chatting like a bit before this, you said you loved four films and I, I, yeah. love A24. I had to ask like what what are some of your favorites? Yes I have. A, it's hard to pick one I really love Swiss Army Man I think it's so fun uh, and of course loved everything everywhere all at once. Was incredible was a total sobbing my like throat hurt from sobbing in the theater. I had to like hold but my neck was sore from holding in tears. Oh it was God. so good. Okay, I, I loved it. I heard, I heard that about the movie. I've heard that a few times and yeah. I feel like I'm too for that type of experience but like is sure. it is it like is it good crying like is it sad oh crying? yeah it's okay it's i i likened it to like you know that feeling um eternal sun and you were just like whoa this is so much and i'm not formed enough yet to take all this and you're like <laughs> i have i have a new like. i have a new personality now <laughs> totally i truly i left that. yeah i'm like a different uh okay but it was good it was like a good cry of like wow you and we're okay. all like, um, but I do think probably Hereditary is my fave. I loved it. Yeah. I yep. just like, Tony Collette, are we kidding? What an icon. And like, it's just, it was such a cool everything. Everything was, just, I loved it. Yeah. I, it's funny because I say I'm too weak for that, but my favorite movies are Hereditary and Samar yeah. b- because I need help yeah. and, and I'm, I'm in therapy. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my favorite movies. <laughs> well okay so I'm like such a wimp like can't handle horror movies mm-hmm. and so my friend had to like drag me like she spent six months trying to convince um to go see it because or Midsommar because yeah. I, I had dated this guy who I, all of my friends hated and then I broke up with her I was like well that was embarrassing <laughs> who looked and acted just like Christian and so oh like the main guy like big suit man mm-hmm. and so they were like, must see this. They were like, we all got to like live through this moment. <laughs> oh my God. They're yeah. like, yeah, doppelgangers and like looks personality. So it was just, it was just a beautiful moment for me to like finally sit down and be like, just flow pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, totally. And it's like, it wasn't too it's a little thrilling, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say like, I don't want to give spoilers, but I feel like yeah. there's a million gifts of like all the key sure. moments online it's true but it's just like a very flowery twisted weird story mm-hmm. more like it's not actually scary it's more just like fucked up yeah. okay actually when I when I think about it I think about when it came out I was working I was working in a store I was working at this government meat store which is very <laughs> can only maybe only exists here or um and yeah, yeah like a um, <laughs> a federally government or provincially government owned no. meat store yeah um (laughs) I don't know uh and 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 I made all of my employees watch it and anyone who was like under 25 and like hadn't experienced like any sort of like trauma or like just really been like shaken Mm -hmm. by life they were like that was weird like why'd you make me watch that and anyone who was like 25 plus were like yes like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's so good I mean it's just such a fun like world too that 
theme, the costumes, the colors. By the end of Friday, um, I'm usually texting out either insecure at the like Midsommar, like smiling and being like, the week's over or being like, mm-hmm. I'm tired and sending like that prince, like at the end of hereditary. Yeah. He's like <laughs> frowning. Maybe I'll post, I'll post photos of these. I think I just need them up on my grid yes. because, because I always put them on my stories. I'm like, turn that frown upside down. And I'm like, okay, I just need to <laughs> get it out of my system once and for all. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> um, I'm so excited for Florence. Yes. I just love her being scared of the world change. Such a good, good spot for her to be. I love her doing anything. I yeah. during the pandemic, I was watching her cooking shows on Instagram that she posts, and yeah. it was like it, it healed me. Like it was so, it was so She's nice cool. when like when the world was like so crazy and like very shut down. She was like, "Let's make a roast." And it was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna make this roast, but I will watch like half an hour or whatever of you like telling us like extensive details of like how to make one I'm like okay yeah Yeah, totally yeah she seems legitimately cool I mean I try not to like but she seems pretty cool I know (laughs) I know I I like I never have an answer for like the crush or who you like I yeah I I feel like the more I talk about one that I like it'd be like it's just building me up for like a a jinx moment when it's like oh and then as soon as I'm done recording I'm gonna hear like a a headline about them and they're they're morally bankrupt yeah I always totally I always worry about like pop culture too there are so many things I love that but I'm like would never get it permanently on the writing team did something weird or who knows you know there's just so many like everything nobody's safe everyone could be weird (laughs) there's a lot of people regretting their Harry Potter tattoo after like the last couple years (laughs) that's what I'm thinking I know I'm like oh yikes some of the Game of Thrones ones yeah I I never watched Game of Thrones but I I like know the overall vibe and like basic plot points because it's just it was everywhere for a while and I know like there before, right. the, before the finale I know there's a whole bunch of people named their baby daughters and yes. we're like um I mean I don't think you guys should it's not yeah. a- <laughs> but now but but now we know from Kylie Jenner that you can just do a little change of their name and oh my god did we find out I am no, asking no. the right person no really no, no still don't know it's been huh we haven't seen his face or his name and I think I think I'm wondering if like there's something I'm just like I'm as much as I am very critical of that family I just hope everything's okay yeah. because I don't know it totally. seems like there's there's that would be a type of thing that she'd post about and then she posted about um them recently like she should picture of like Travis with like over his face and I was like okay mm-hmm. did was it not like that with Stormy we saw Stormy. no we saw Stormy like right, right? away yeah she she hmm. came out of hiding for seven months in her living room and then was like hey yeah. I'm back like here's my yeah beautiful beautiful little stormy yeah. yeah maybe she just hated that now she learned that lesson after or whatever you know still, like she's still posting about stormy's on tiktok now with her totally. so I don't know oh my god so fun I don't know <laughs> I I know like an uncomfortable amount about those children <laughs> <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> and I like, yeah, I will always be jealous of Stormy's and her like playhouse apartment. Um, totally. I'm like, I'm like, I would live playhouse. It's like more beautiful than... <laughs> I anything i ever they like said, anticipate owning so they have everything. yeah and everything's going great for them and no bumps no whatsoever so none none <laughs> no they lead a perfect dreamy life yeah <laughs> yeah sending them love and light um <laughs> so i want to get into the topic at hand today so yes. we're here to talk about amanda Bynes, and i'm yeah. so i'm so happy when you brought her up because there's so much there and there's so mm-hmm. much about the tone of how we talk about female. It's, yeah. it's changed drastically, but it's like, there's, there's still so much work to be done. There's, there's, yeah. there's these female celebrities like, oh, they deserve an apology, but still not enough. They're still kind of pariah or talked about than men. And like, we're really here. Yeah. We're here to talk about her life and celebrate her. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I brought her, I brought her up because I, everyone asks, uh, or, you know, people ask what my comedic influence is. And I really, she's top of the list for me. I think without like Amanda Bynes on my television screen, I don't know if I would have the same belief that I could do comedy or the type of comedy that I like to do. She was just so influential to me in a way that I don't know that I realized till I was like, oh, I'm doing the things I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought her up because I was just like, yeah, I don't get to talk about her exactly right now doing a ton of things. So it's great when carve out time to celebrate Amanda. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's been listening for uh, even a little bit is aware that, like, I'm just here to talk about whatever I, <laughs> whatever interests me <laughs> that week. Like, sometimes it's in the zeitgeist. Like, sometimes it's just like, hey, yeah, this is something interesting. Like, I have an episode um, coming up about Mary Kate and Ashley deep dive. So, like, you know, it's just nice. Yeah, it, it's just kind of a, it's just things that are interesting. And also for me, it's like learn. We learn about ourselves and look at the way that we as a culture spoke about those things it's like yeah we we internalize that like so much any any millennial is like probably gonna spend a lifetime undoing the damage of coming of age when it's like crazy women like oh my gosh <laughs> bunch totally. of cra- crazy fatsos over there like what's up with that <laughs> yeah it's I can't imagine it's already like a total nightmare you know ha- having to navigate childhood and then it's yeah. already kind of a night having to navigate, like having a public image. I'm already fine. Like my stomach hurts a lot of the time because I'm just like, oh my God, it's so many eyes on you. It's just like so yeah. exposed. And I don't yeah. even have, yeah, no, a TV show like she or whatever. It's just so wild to have to be under the 
all these voices while you're growing up and not, I don't know, and come out unscathed. Ryan Gosling's to be pretty well adjusted for having been Lemouseketeer. There's still, they still have to be like kids navigate entertainment world. Oof, tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we'll, we'll just skim over this, but I'm glad, I'm glad that all the people that made it through did. So to start off with like where Amanda got her start, Mm -hmm. it began at age seven. So very young. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm suspicious of any parents that have put their kids out there um, at that young age at this point. Anyone who made it to such a big level, like, you know, I have a friend who um, her parents did like child modeling with her as a kid. And then that paid for like her university. And it's it's like all worked out really well. So sometimes there's like a an ideal situation like that and and her parents are good people uh, they were just like mm-hmm. hey hey we got we got cute looking kids let's <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> kid yeah we got cute kids let's sell out a bit but a lot of the time it's like okay what's motivating you to like drive your kids out every weekend to these auditions I think there's like a thing there because I just looked it up to make sure but she's from she was born in LA she's like an LA kid with LA kids Instead of like taking them to be in the in the summer, I think it's like might as well drop them off at a casting office. Yeah, <laughs> seems like okay. the vibe around here because you're like, I, I feel like it would have been different if it was like they uprooted her, traveled yeah. to like get her out of school. This one, I'm like, I do feel like I a lot of kids around here they're just going to auditions just cause. But maybe I do think, of course, it is odd. No, that's a maybe really good a culture difference. Yeah, no, it's a good point. No, it, it is a good point because. It is different than if they were like flying her down from like Alaska or whatever. Part of it is that I'm like, I, it's hard for me to not look through the lens of mistrust I have. So you said that Amanda was your, was that the Amanda show? The the biggest inspiration is coming up. She's the man. Okay. Was the biggest inspiration. But I definitely remember watching the Amanda show and religiously for sure. I think I've seen every, saw every app and all that. Both were like really really funny to me and so weird I loved like the surrealism of like so much that was going on in the Amanda show and the randomness and I just thought it was yeah I'd say Amanda show for sure were ones where I was like oh my eyes are being open to comedians yeah okay well let's get into that because she started on all that and then she was on the Amanda show from 1999 to 2002 so like the star of her own show and I kind of I wonder how much free reign she got like to think of her own ideas or whatever because seemed to be very authentically her definitely and I think even if she wasn't you know writing them things were being written for her voice which I think is so cool I think like nowadays as an adult running a sketch show no one would give up somebody three years of a sketch show right now it's just like so not you know what's happening so for her as like a 12 I know it was like you know late night or anything but I'm like this was Nickelodeon's huge for kids no. I mean like that was one of three networks we had so we had so many viewers for three years she was heading up the show and things were being written for her voice so I think it's like so cool that and I'm sure um, to your point I'm sure she like totally was like you know throwing some stuff around and telling people wouldn't it be did this I, I imagine that but even if it wasn't I'm like it was all her it only worked because they knew they had someone that could make anything 
Yeah. People are so skeptical of female community at any age. So like, you know, Amy Schumer totally. got a sketch show and like, say whatever you will about Amy Schumer, but like inside Amy Schumer is such a funny show. Like I, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. And, but, but then everyone was like, okay, we've, <laughs> we've lived her up for too uh, long now. We all like, you know, hate her and throw her away. Can't breathe with everything. She, it's wild. I think like, you know, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say she's any, she's my influence at all. Amy, like, amount that piece straight up hate her is so odd to me. I'm just like, she totally did to have a solo sketch show was so cool. And some of the sketches are for sure so funny. And everyone's always any time you mentioned, even on my videos, somebody will comment of just like, haha, reminds me of Amy Schumer. The mentions will be 72 comments of just like, you know, she stole blank joke, right? You know, she did this. She stole this. You know, that it's so anytime it's like, bringing in her name to yeah there's there was this one sketch from that show where it was like all about how like um we feel pressure to like act like we're cool with things like when we're not and it's like i'm cool with it and like it it like it keeps like going further and further until she's like helping her like co-workers bury a body she's like i'm cool with it it's cool like i'm like i'm like a guy's girl like it's fine and i think about it like on on a weekly basis but i'm like no problem like totally everything's great great i'm cool with it i'm a fun chill person it's fine (laughs) but yeah yeah but anyways after her time of these shows she went on to make so many like so many iconic movies so like i'll just list them like Mm -hmm. briefly and then we can get into it so what a girl wants she's the man hairspray big fat liars so wow Uh, those are like those were huge yeah yeah Yeah. and that's and that's why it's good that we're here today to like be excited about that because it's just Mm -hmm. it it's one of those things where I don't know what's going to happen with her next. And, and I'm always, I'm rooting for her. Mm-hmm. But I, I wish when you Googled someone like that as some of the Definitely. searches. I know. Yeah, it is. Like now when you say her name, I think, unfortunately, yeah, the first things that pop up are these uh, mental illness episodes that happened after all these. Cause it's, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like we're so, we think we are much better than the early 2000s now. But I am like, we, we could be saying propping up Amanda because <laughs> I think and I do think you know as we get uh, her her legacy now Britney Spears is for sure an interesting comparison a lot of comparison we made between Britney the way Britney was treated even down to the conservatorship but a lot of this was like child and then of course having like not getting the help they need yeah, yeah. I think Britney really kind of like brought about a lot of the renewed conversations about Amanda Bynes because yeah. I think everyone there was like free Britney movement that was it was around for like a decade, but really only like it like picked up steam in the final years. And then everyone's like, okay, we freed Britney. Wait, what about Amanda? Like she, she was under a temporary conservatorship almost yeah. a decade ago. Yep. And, and what, and it's like, we love like mental health discussion, like some um, corporate like static thing of like, we're talking, we have like Sean Mendes talking about his anxiety or whatever, like nothing. Against yeah. Him. Yeah. Totally. But, but like, it, if it really ran deep, then it would be like, we don't need to bring this up with every conversation. And if we do, maybe let's talk about the root causes. Like, maybe let's talk Definitely. about like, let's, you know, let's talk about who was running Nickelodeon when she was there, that sort of thing. Yeah. And why are, why is that not like the, the, the central part of the discussion rather than like mm-hmm. all the photos of like her worst days? Definitely. 
I wouldn't be able to handle that type of fame. I don't think most people could. But, but even with me, like not being under the pressure of fame, it's like if you follow me around with a camera, you would have you would have photos, all the ones where she's like in in these like bad wigs. I'm like, you would just you would catch me like leaving some after hours party when I was younger and you would get worse. <laughs> totally. I feel like Miley almost also went down this saying, I think, you know, Miley's got a lot of support and a lot of PR team working well. And I love Miley so much. (laughs) But I think similar thing, Disney Channel, parents got her in early, you know, had that, oh my God, Miley's rapping about drugs and wigs, the wigs, and she cut her hair and her tongue is out. And these things that are so normal for being college aged, so normal for you know I cut my hair short too I did you know there's all these things that it would look like a nervous breakdown very normal finding yourself 19 year old behavior same with Amanda Bynes like the things wigs we're worried about wigs we're worried about some tattoos we're worried about some like pretty 20s things well I I mean there's more than that too I'm I'm underplaying it but I am like these things all can snowball no, same time, like, you know, I get to live my quiet life just like Amanda Bynes now mm-hmm. is she like got a dream in fashion, like she she's doing yeah. her thing. And it's like, yeah, if imagine like, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to do things on the internet. I'm trying to like get the word out there. Imagine if like every time right. you Google this podcast, like there was a photo of me like 19 Ugh. chewing my cheek off, like covered in glitter, like, yeah, lo- like. <laughs> where where leaving this like festival without my pants like somewhere in a book like you know mm-hmm. just like just like yeah unhinged young person behavior totally. um i would be I, i'd be like it'd be embarrassing and it'd be like so hindering to like my career that i'm trying yeah. to establish as a person like in my 30s you know when my life yeah. doesn't look like that for so long um and also like something i was thinking about leading up to this episode was like even how you're like how you were saying that this is so normal for a young person, but even mm-hmm. now, wigs and like face tattoos for men, like post yeah. Malone can cover himself in like scribbles, and it's like oh, he's totally. and he's like an in it boy, and it's celebrated. Machine Gun Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly, all the things he says that I'm like absolutely in state. Like, what are we doing? Making this guy so popular right now when he's like doing the same stuff? Yeah. That's a to- that's a really totally good to your point. That's a really good example because people people are like, oh, he's crazy, but they're they're still like, well, but he, but I love his music, and it's like, okay, imagine any woman non-binary person, like whoever, smashing a bottle over their face and like running around and mm-hmm. playing a show, like mm-hmm. there would be talks of sectioning them, of course. And he's got the top, you know, Hulu documentary right now celebrating his life, and I'm like, we. There's just not a comparison of anyone, any female artist that could get away with that right now. Yeah, who do we have as like the top female punk artist, right? I don't even know considered punk anymore, emo. But I'm like, we Courtney Love, who's a joke to people, right? Yeah. Was like a total joke. Yeah. I, I so. hate Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I don't think <laughs> Oh, I think he's so garbage. <laughs> yeah, he's gross and he's garbage. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I and I want to set free Megan Fox I'll like let her run her course I I feel for Megan Fox so much because I kind of like I feel like there's an element of like I see how she had this terrible marriage for 14 years to Ryan Austin Green who's like a total 
total asshole, like little scumbag. Mm -hmm. And so she's like coming out of it. And then I think like Machine Gun Kelly seems like marginally better. And like, I've done that in my own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, (laughs) finally. (laughs) We're one tiny increment out of the basement here in terms of standards. I'm like, this seems better, right? And it's just like, like, no, the bar could be so much higher. But anyway. Well, Megan Fox too, 15 years old, Michael Bay influence similar themes we're finding here. These Hollywood get into Hollywood early and get some some trauma going. <laughs> Michael well, Bay like totally also doing no. Was Michael Bay a foot foot person? No, he's just no, he's just bad. Right? So Michael Bay. Well, he yeah, he's a bad man. He's not. <laughs> he's a bad <pig> man. <laughs> he's a bad man. They had her. Um, they had her pose. She was supposed to pose under like a waterfall in her bikini or she was supposed to do a really sexual scene when she was 15 years old and she didn't want to so they were like okay we'll have you alone if you don't want to be with other people we'll have you alone um under a waterfall in your bathing suit and then she was talking about how embarrassing this was on jimmy fallon back in the day and jimmy fallon was like well (laughs) i don't know about embarrassing oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like like also, I mean, I I just saw that clip. Yeah, Jimmy was like, "Well, you can't blame a guy for trying type vibes," and I'm like, "Ew." <laughs> yes, yes. And then, and then when she spoke out against the horrific conditions um, on the set of like Transformers, the staff, mm-hmm. the 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 crew wrote an open letter calling her um, calling her a slut and saying that she, she seems better for porn. But they were like, "By the way, it was something. That. It was yeah. something like." It was something like, by the way, like you're gonna have to work hard to like cover up all her tattoos, like for what that she got because of like her daddy issue. It was like the most horrific. Oh thing. my god, I remember and this. This was when we were younger, right? This was a while ago. This yeah. was a while, yeah. This was a while ago, and then there was kind of like five minutes of like, hey, <laughs> let's let's like lift up Megan Fox and apologize to her, and like, I will, you know, it has gotten weird with all the interviews and her you know, it, it is, it is a lot like with both of them. Um, yeah. but at the same time, like, no justice, Justin for Megan Fox, like, machine gun Kelly straight to jail. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Straight to obscurity. I want no more mention of this person ever. <laughs> oh I'm just like, ew, don't give him a platform. Don't give him a documentary on Hulu about what? Oh my God. Straight to obscurity is such a good way of thinking of it because like, you know, you know that if he was in jail, he'd be like, this is so punk. And like, it would be like, ew, I know I like don't. And like, it just doesn't even solve anything. Cause then it makes people like double down. His supporters are just going, everyone against him. So I'm like, no, straight to obscurity. Nobody, <gasps> nobody talk straight, about him. <laughs> oh my God. This is going to, oh my God. This is going to be the new thing that I pray for, for all these, <laughs> yeah. these shitheads. Because that would, that would be the worst thing for them. To be obscure. I want no one to be your supporter. I want no one to know where you are. Speak okay, speaking of random and weird obscurity. Louis C.K. was at my gate at the airport three days ago. Woof. Weird. Whoa. <laughs> anyway. Weird. There's like I have no follow I have no follow-up on that at all, except that they're they're among us. You think they're gone. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. I so I'm I'm sickened by Louis C.K. and I've talked about it a lot on the pod but i actually was comforted by a guest i had on i think a month or two ago so molly mcpherson she runs a pr crisis Mm -hmm. firm and i was like yeah no she's she's awesome and she and i was just talking about how annoying it is that people like louis ck haven't faced consequences and i'm like they're still selling out comedy shows all this stuff and she was like yeah but they're they're radioactive like most people don't want to touch them Mm mm-hmm 
Um, and so even though like he might sell out yep. whatever comedy thing that some, and, and there's enough bros out there to buy tickets to it. He doesn't get to have the specials he used to have. He doesn't get to just like sell out, I don't know, do Madison Square Garden, like that type of thing. Definitely. And so the millions that probably used to just be like flowing in um, for his like 20 projects a year. Now it's pr- maybe more like one or two. Totally. Yeah. Has to struggle a lot to probably make the life that he thought he was going to have happen and even a 10% even yeah. happen. I Yeah. There's some solace. Not totally hopeless at Court of Public Opinion. Yeah, I, I like to hope the Court of Public Opinion's turn, although I've heard quite a few people in my life just be like, I don't know why he's like he didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, and they hide in plain sight. It's like mm-hmm. like it's like a lot of your comedy is a based on like just pointing out this like mediocrity that we celebrate or like kind of cheesiness mm-hmm. or whatever, but you're not like the subtext of your comedy isn't like, hey, I'm actually like a really creepy person and I like to do really yeah. fucked up things. <laughs> like, and I'm just going to say yeah. it in a funny way, you know? Like, yeah. Like people, people reveal themselves and it's like, I am kind of kicking myself that I didn't just see that sooner because then you're like, you see these things come out, you're like, oh my God, they, why did, why did I totally. not understand that just based on like a comedy set of them basically being I like, know yeah, I know I'm when horrible. things start rolling out yeah when things start rolling out about someone that's been doing bad things you're like oh my god there was like 10 years of gross <laughs> statements that we all were just like huh yeah but it's yeah. weird I mean not our fault yeah yeah some like some of this podcast for me feels like a redemption tour for all the like times I've been like mm-hmm. duped and like fallen for all all these shticks yeah. and whatever but it's comforting at least like if I you know if I were to ever like um have a like bigger name for myself or whatever it's like nice to like think there's really nothing you dig up about me like there might be some something embarrassing slightly but like just me being like I don't know on the improv team like doing exactly (laughs) that's the the worst that anyone can find improv team (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I'm also like that Capella group prefer for that to stay down we're gonna hope across yeah. Our fingers. yeah 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 my my shame is like not only was I on the improv team but we like lost every competition because we didn't <laughs> we didn't we didn't practice enough Ooh, <laughs> yeah you have to like you have to like rehearse the crew dynamic we didn't do it oh my you were like we got <laughs> no we're like it's improv so we just show up and then we bomb like yeah. <laughs> so I'm like if anyone somehow has footage from that like I, maybe I'd even be entertained but that's that's about it so anyway um okay so I want to get back Amanda. to yeah let's let's like go back to let's channel Amanda um okay so yeah. do you have any more thoughts on her body of work because we kind of we move on pretty quickly to her like quote-unquote retirement yeah I do have a lot of thoughts on. yes I'm here for it I remember already I think middle school early high school I remember being so already making it part of like just my quotes and there's so much there and I think the big thing that she taught me in that movie for sure and I think it's what she's always done and I think it's so it's like maybe the coolest thing about her is Amanda Bynes has never been afraid to look ugly if the joke is funny. She's going to put on a silly dude's wig. She's going to make her face look silly. She's going to commit harder than possible if the joke is going to be sold from it. And I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. And I had to learn that myself of just like, I didn't do comedy. I like didn't do the comedy parts for a while because I was serious in high school. And then in high school, I remember 
I got cast as like the comedic one and I had to like really push just make everything pretty ugly and stupid and high over the top and like high school is so oh my god please I don't want to look ugly I don't want to look weird and I think for comedy like you just have to push it so hard sometimes and there's something so freeing about pushing it so hard especially in like a world where like it's kind of cringy to be over the top I think she was so over the top and it was so funny and so cool and it was clowny like it was so clownish which I love it's just so inspiring how hard she would go and I think like you know other people of course do that too but I always just being like in half of this movie she's looking so silly with a wig over half like 80% of that movie she's got a little boy's wig on and like is like talking so funny and it's just, it's what makes makes the movie such a success for me. And it's so quotable. And the thing she does with her voice, too, of just like, you are ugly. Like, she's just doing these funny voices, too. And it, I'm just like, she's such a committer. She commits so hard. And I think that's what I, I now am like, oh, you're not too cool for for committing. Amanda yeah. Bynes did it so often. Like, she, she committed so hard to everything she did. And she was opposite, like, Channing Tatum. She was opposite, like, all these, like, yeah. you know, Channing wasn't anything back then. But, you know, it's just, like, she was the love interest. She was in a movie where she's the love interest of Channing Tatum. And she's looking so uh, silly the whole time. And it's so good. I I love that point about yourself, Jay, ugly for the bit. Because it's, like, that was really innovative. Because that was a time where it was, like, to be ugly so to speak as a, it was like putting on glasses and yeah. then you take off the glasses yep. and you become the hot girl um which is like <laughs> like teehee yeah. quirky um look she has a little dot of paint on her cheek because she's an artist mm-hmm. and she's different like totally that, that was the standard and so for her to like actually go in was it was it was really different like yeah you're you're just taught you're as you're talking about i'm kind of thinking about like my formative comedy things not that i'm a, a comic now but like for me it was like monty python and yeah that's what, that's what i grew up on and they always took it so far and they were all men but like i didn't really think of it in those terms back in the day so like yeah yeah like as much as i don't know as much as i'm not like um i'm not i'm not a comic or anything but i will i am an attention seeker so like yeah. i've like i've stretched out the skin on my neck because i do this like worm this like worm oh, face yeah. for my friends and I and I send photos but it's like <laughs> I I'm, I'm like trying to go for like the double take <laughs> and yeah 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 and you need you need to see those people that'll like send it and the range is really wild also like easy a her character is what like an uptight Christian bully yeah right have you know hairspray where she's like kind of a C supporting best friend and then we have she's the man the total what a girl wants like I, i'm people this and be like okay i think you're just like a huge stand because not all of this is valid but i think it is because i think the range is great and she was like you know doing the absolute wackiest and being the straight man which i think is so cool like other i think inspiration to me was tommy boy chris farley and david spade and i think the like for being so young like she could carry a whole movie but the way you're like oh you're like oh if anyone's listening they'll just think I'm a big fan but it's like okay <laughs> we rave about other celebrities in this way I'm gonna yeah. sound like a broken record but it's like often men and like how often do we stop and celebrate the incredible body of work of someone like Amanda Bynes 
without Mm -hmm. front and center her worst days of a long illustrious career being featured like what the and it's like I'm even realizing like my own biases you know going through this timeline and and all a lot of the kind of like negative stuff is there like in my notes not that Mm -hmm. I want to be like this is who she is but it's like it's like yeah actually fuck that like why are we not appreciating more what she did so other people could come after her and yeah yeah I know and I think a lot of people don't like directly credit her for I can't think of a ton of other people at her age that were showing young girls that they could be funny like I think you know when we think of like female comedy inspirations we think of like you know uh Carol Burnett and stuff and I'm like that's an adult for sure you were a kid looking up but this was the I I, this is the one that I can think of where I was like this is a so directly a young girl that was showing you can be funny as a young girl and I think Disney Channel honestly does do a really great job in Nickelodeon too of like featuring you know we had like Wizards of Waverly Play all of the show Victorious iCarly these are like women-led comedies for sure but I think Amanda Bynes to me was just such an league of her own of like yeah. It's not like, oh, she was in a funny show. She is the funny show. Amanda made the show fun. Well, and like, and also, you know, shows like Victorious and iCarly, like those were set characters and the same characters the whole way through. Yep. She she did that times 10 for 10 different characters. Yeah. Or 10 plus, you know, but. Totally. And I think none of those other, I, I don't, maybe that's not fair to say to Miranda Cosgrove, but I was going to say none of the others, like made comedy maybe excessive but i'm i'm sorry i wouldn't consider comedy no <laughs> no she well she's uh, <laughs> unless it's like us making fun of her now unfortunately through like memes sorry um, no 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 i'm talking so about sorry. like no no i'm saying like the memes all, like i mainly know her through like the memes of, so like unfortunately oh her, yeah, yeah yeah like or or her just like wasn't she the one who was like what's your favorite swear word like isn't it, I think fuck. Oh my god, I do cuss a little, yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, I do cuss a little. Um, yeah, yeah so. Sorry, unless, Miranda. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of, like, collectively laughing more, like, at her than with her, but, but, like, yeah, no, there, there, there's actually, now that you're saying it, okay, you're really making me think that, like, I can't think of anyone who, like, at that age produced so many things that are, like, foundational comedy, yeah. like, still quoted today, still referenced. I can't. I, I don't know. I'm sure there is other examples of like, but she was so specific to comedy. That's what I love too. I was like, you know, a lot of other young girls that were cast in comedy roles, like made comedy part of their thing. Then it's time to get serious, time to get into dramatic acting. And I don't think that's the natural progression. I don't think it's you start off in comedy and then you're gifted a dramatic role. But I do think like comedy can be the end goal. Comedy can be the iconic role. And I think she was like, I started and stayed in comedy because I'm good at comedy. And I think, you know, I would have loved to see, and maybe still there's a chance for more movies. I like that she's, you know, doing her own. I would have loved to see where her career could go after, you know, Easy A and all that if she had chosen to stay in comedy. But also totally fine. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I think it was so cool that she was just like, she was a comedian and she stayed a comedian. Okay, you keep like blowing my mind. I'm really I need to I need to like go sit after this in a dark room and like reflect on my own life because I'm just like it's so it's so true. <laughs> it's so true that yeah. that why can't comedy be the end goal? And it's like I think part of it is there's this whole like it's like, you know, no comedy's ever won best picture at the Oscars, yeah. right? I think. I'm pretty sure that a comedy I think that's true, but I yeah. Yeah. But but it's just like 
that is kind of like this symbol of the fact that it's like, yeah, do comedy. And then when you're ready to be a big girl, like you do your, your Oscar bait, like serious depressing yeah. movies. And it's like, and it's like, he, like, I, I don't watch dramas, shows or movies. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care for them. I want to, I want to yep. laugh and be entertained. And that's by reality. TV. And I've pretty much always been like that I'll, I'll make some exceptions you know i'll watch i'll do my a24 movie sometimes but most of the time i'm like the world is a is a crazy place like i just i i need some lols like that's what i'm here for and why is that like not seen as <laughs> why is comedy not seen as serious but like you know what i mean <laughs> why can't that be an end goal i've never even i've never thought of that before and it's so true and why is it seen as just like this stepping stone to like what you do after when you when you're like a real person totally I think Adam Sandler comes to mind for sure I I think his like punch drunk love uncut gems this new movie hustle I think it's all so incredible that he's getting his recognition Adam Sandler but to me I'm like his work in you know Billy Madison was also like so iconic yeah like can that not get I think he he's an icon in the comedy scene and should be already yeah like our favorite guy and now he is because of uncut gems but same with will ferrell i'm like will ferrell has delivered the golden age of comedy so many of those golden age comedy were will ferrell and i feel like we all i think he's totally top of mind for everyone of course but i am like i'm not he doesn't have to do a single dramatic line in his life for me i think he's a total icon and same yeah same with jim carrey like I mean, I do, yeah. you know, I love a, Eternal Sunshine. It's an amazing movie. Did a lot of great serious movies, but like just for bringing forth Ace Ventura into the world, like that oh should be, that's like, that could, that could be enough <laughs> right there. Total. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jim, totally. Yeah. He, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He contributed to like why my brain works the way it does. <laughs> all of us. I think we all were like Mike Myers too. Okay. One more because Mike Myers to me. Yeah. Everyone likes to talk about the latest flops of Mike Myers, which I get. They're pretty floppy. <laughs> but Mike Myers, Austin Power. Oh, God. I watched Austin Power so much. And I just think he's so smart for having done Austin Powers is funny. <laughs> That's yeah, just yeah. a series. And to me, uh, so I'm I used to like, watch I used to watch Austin Powers when I got home from school every day. I think the eighth yeah. grade. Like I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no. And that like it's so like. Good. Yeah. If I mean. It's because like it it's so it's so easy to talk about the negative and the cringy, like whether that's like mental health or this movie flopped or whatever, because like yeah. I think everyone's ultimately trying to like make themselves feel better about their own lives. So they're like, we're here to like lift celebrities up and then like tear them down. Yeah. And that's yeah. like that's like the cycle of life. And um yeah. it's like I don't know. It it's just like we're waiting to fill those gaps with like the top ten, like worst blah 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 of all time. Um, yeah. and but yeah, if, if you create an Austin Powers or an Ace Ventura or like a Billy Madison, like <laughs> then you should just forever have like, you know, something golden around yep. your name. I mean, unless you do something horrific after, but all those men, as far as I'm concerned and like newsworthy, ooh, don't want to tempt it. But they've stood yeah. the test of time for being good people. All accounts of Adam Sandler yeah. are positive that I've heard. Um, same with Mike Jim Myers. Carrey maybe Jim Carrey maybe we're getting a little odd maybe but that's all yep. right yep Jim Carrey <laughs> Jim Carrey we're hearing some rumblings I know I'm like oh I am um, treading <laughs> dangerous dangerous you know, territory here that, that's a tough one that's a tough one uh I'm like 
if someday there's like a 10 year Jim Carrey's for sure canceled, oh my God, look at all this. I will be like, okie dokie, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you can't hold on to anyone too tight. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't even want to say the people that I'm like, well, as long as nothing comes out about them. Cause I'm like, that's just like, <laughs> it's tempting. Like it's asking for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So like, you know what, at this point, it's like, I had kind of written out this whole thing about Amanda Bynes and her career of acting and then afterwards, but it's like, what even is the point? I think most people that are pretty versed in pop culture, they're aware. Like she was in and out of court. She had some issues with mental health, substance addiction, um, acting quote unquote Mm -hmm. erratically, which as we've previously discussed, a lot of that is uh, young people doing what young people do. And, uh, and it's like, what is there to say? Like, you know, she had, um, and, and also, you know, she, she's, she'll come on like as, as recently, I remember seeing the video, uh, in April of 2022 of like her talking about her fiance and saying like, you know, he's relapsed. And it's like, he's relapsed. He was like looking at weird yeah. porn, like all this stuff, like stuff that shouldn't be happening publicly for anyone's sake. I'm not going to do a Dan Schneider deep dive on this podcast because I, <laughs> it's too depressing and it's too horrifying. Um, but if anyone, like if anyone wants to know more, what's weird about it is that actually when I search for him, like for information on him, a lot of it is not on the like regular internet, but a lot of it's on TikTok, which is interesting. I just looked before we filmed this, I looked his name up on TikTok and that's where I got all these clips, all these weird uh, children around. Yeah, agreed. We don't have to go too deep, but you can yeah. just type his name yeah. on TikTok and it's odd thing. Yeah, normally I would like link people to articles, but actually just type his name into TikTok if you want to know because he put basically every child who was on his network in compromising sins allegedly um and both on screen and off screen there's enough blind items about him too that like of uh i'm truly have no idea like why he's not better known as a monster and someone who should be in jail but but it's like really at this point it's like the worst we get from amanda is like her being a little weird and it's like okay like wouldn't 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 we all i would be worse than weird if i had been in these situations like the even just the clips it's heartbreaking to see her as a kid like in the hot tub with dan schneider like that should never happen um all the like foot things like it's just it that that ariana grande had to go through i like carly like um all of them had to live through that and like I think I think Ariana Grande is never gonna talk about it. Like people are like, probably she knows. Are yeah, wild. Um, there's- I think it makes sense. I don't. I don't blame her. You gotta no. do what's right for you. No. Why would you want the worst thing that's ever happened to you to be like the thing that now every interviewer is like? So, like, yep. you recently opened up about this. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yep. Fuck that. Um. But yeah. So Amanda had this horrific childhood along with her being this amazing iconic actress and she there's also been like rumors of like her parents not being good people she right accused her dad of a bunch of things at one point and then took it back and to me like it was during a bit of a twitter spiral she was having right it was during a spiral 
Um, to yeah. me, like I will, I won't know the truth. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if we don't, it's not also like not really like it doesn't need to come out. But like, I would be wary of basically all the adults in her life. Yeah, I think even too. I mean, like it's it's she. You know, went to rehab for drug usage, and she talks about you know having substance abuse issues. And I think like having a substance addiction is extremely traumatic and it changes you. And like, there's just nothing, it can happen to anyone. It, like that's, she had, you know, fame, resources, money, et cetera. And drug addiction is just extremely powerful. And just, it's, uh, it is, it, that's what it is. And it's just, you know, now, now she's, uh, you know, I'm so happy she, you know, I hope her life is what she wants to be right now. And if that's out of the public eye, which is totally fine. I think like that's great for her and it seems healthier for sure. Cause even the small, tiny things that she's putting on creating four articles still, when she hasn't done a movie, what is it? 2000, 2010. Yeah. And we're still this, she's going on Instagram live still like noticed that she got this. Well, I'm like, yeah, even it's like- much healthier for her to not. Yeah. Well, even like the fact that like recently, so she got her face tattoo removed and then she got the word dick tattooed on her arm. That's funny. That's funny (laughs) to me. That's so funny. Like I, I have like a bunch of tattoos and like, I realized during the pandemic that I I don't have any stupid ones. And I'm like, I need to fix that. Like I, I'm just like, (laughs) you know, like what it's like, it's very nice. Yeah. We don't need to pathologize (laughs) that. Like that, if Mm -hmm. she wants to have like dick written in cursive on her arm, that's like, that oh my God. like that's funny and even like she has some good humor i i think it was like 20 i forget it was like in the last couple of years where people were interviewing her and they were like what did you you were going through these episodes what did you mean by um i want drake to murder my vagina and she's like well yeah, I, yeah, she's yeah. like and, and it's so funny like her sense of humor about she's like she's like no i, I literally meant it like i want like like <laughs> i want him to murder my vagina like i wanted him to like yeah. have sex with me and it's like and she's like, but I was yeah. also on drugs. But like, I literally meant it. I was like, that, like, <laughs> like props to her. Like, yeah, because that's the only way we get through these things is by like laughing yeah. about it. And to see her just be like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. And it is odd how we expect child stars to always cater to children. I think that's odd because like Amanda Bynes was catered. We're, we're old now so amanda Bynes in 2013 saying murder my vagina it's not like she's still talking to children i think that's like hillary duff just went through that too recently i feel like where it was like well i don't know you can't talk about sex and it's like uh what's my fan base to you they're old i'm not still a child star yeah so i think we do tend to like keep these child stars in this like once a child star always a child's role model and it's like that's just so unreasonable and we're still doing it like I think I don't know anyone in the public half it's just not realistic uh Ariana I think is like maybe does actually I think yes she's only expected to be catering to children and I'm like yeah murder my video to Drake who's old they're both adults and like it's it's like yeah it's a tweet it's not like her cornering him at a club and like oh my god I know I know and like even though it's like Drake can handle himself also like you know if if anyone's unsavory in this equation it's Drake in my view Um, I you know I'm like I'm not I'm not protecting Drake yeah 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 but it's like (laughs) but it's like if you had MGK or Pete Davidson saying like their equivalent you know they're they're straight dude equivalent of like totally. i want this person to murder my vagina it's like everyone would be like yeah. oh so charming bd like fuck yeah it's so annoying <laughs> yeah the one that i will say the other because i think a lot 
less, but one that I can think of that had a similar trajectory that we do think of in the more light, Aaron Carter, I think, uh, unfortunately, had his own sense of abuse issues, too, and, like, was also in the scene way too early because he was the brother of Nick and, like, bummer and had a lot of bad influences and a lot of, like, people that not looking out for him. I don't, I don't, he's probably done bad thing that I'm like maybe I shouldn't be standing up for Aaron Carter I don't know a ton but I'm like I think this this whole thing is sad to be a kid and not have the right support to make that transition from child to adult star and not get a tough scenario you know yeah well if you want any insights Aaron Carter's world the the show House of Carters is like harrowing It is uh, okay. So I actually like we did <laughs> early on in like the Patreon. We did this like deep dive into like early two thousands reality shows, and I like I thought I was like yeah. ashamedly admitting that I have watched multiple times House of Carters. Like, <laughs> and and I had someone like reach out, and they were like, "Me too." They're like, "I can't look away, but I need to watch it a second time to like get it, like Whoa. really believe what I'm seeing." It is some of the craziest things I've ever seen on TV. It's all, it's all of the Carters under one household. So it's like Nick, Aaron, like their sisters, like before um, one of them like passed away, unfortunately, but it is Mm. like, you see how they were just like, they come from like a swamp basically. Like they come from like this dysfunctional environment. And then they're like, they're like, now we're out on our own. (laughs) And it's, it's truly like, they're, they're like, they're like doing drugs on camera. Like it's really, it's like really, really, and like fight, like fighting, wow. but like physically fight. It's tr- it's really like it's really wild, but it kind of tells you everything about why Aaron Carter is where he is today. And yeah. somehow Nick Carter got off with nothing, tarnishing his reputation. But wasn't yeah, wasn't Nick a bit of a bully in that show to everyone? Well, if Nick, I remember correctly, or not really. Well, um, yeah, he is, and well, now they don't talk. And Nick is allegedly yeah. uh, a actually has done some horrific things himself which like <laughs> i'm trying to like every yeah. every time i'm like i'm like let's keep this light i it's like it spirals <laughs> down but like uh, that's 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 showbiz baby <laughs> like yeah yeah you know um but yeah house of carters is i think it's on youtube even i want to say it's like it's out there um but yeah you recommend it if you <laughs> want to go down that road um <laughs> yeah but that's a similar, I think that's a similar vibe to me of Amanda. I think Aaron has wanted to stay in the public eye where Amanda hasn't, which I think is yeah. kind of why we think, you know, Aaron, I just looked him up and he's still, you know, tweeting, oh. trying to get, yeah. He goes live on Instagram about 10 times a day, um, which. He was saying, I didn't know he had an OnlyFans, but he's, so I think he wants to be in the public eye now where Amanda doesn't. So, yeah, you know. No, every path is so thorny from child actor to to adults. So it does raise a point of like, if you had a kid that was super, super talented, you're going to get them in there. And what are the resources that you would need to make sure they're not? I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Drew Barrymore was even saying 13 after E.T. Coke everywhere. You know, there's just Coke at parties. There's just you're if you're in hall if you're in like the entertainment world adults terrible i feel like it's only i mean and it's not even in the past i feel like it's only this week that everyone's like hey we bullied millie bobby brown like as a society <laughs> yeah. and she was a yep. she was a young a very young girl and still is and yep. i mean she, I guess she's 18 so i don't but you know you know what i mean like well she wasn't at the, yeah we were bullying 
not we. Okay. No, I know, but, but, <laughs> but like, you know, we as a society for meme memesing of it all. Yeah. Um, Tough. yeah. And okay. So to sum it, to sum everything up, like what mm-hmm. would, I want to know, what would you like to see for Amanda Bynes? If you could like write the story of <laughs> what's next for Amanda Bynes? <laughs> I mean, selfishly, selfishly, I would love more comedy. Mm-hmm. I just like think she's so great and would love to see because I do just think she had such a natural comedic sense that was to me just so like oh wow no one's doing it like her so I would love to see more movies but also I think ultimately I just want if she's I want her to be happy so if she's like really doing better by just being you know quietly engaged doing fashion thing going to school then I think that's that's great for her too I think a I would love, like, be so cool if the right director, just, like, in a Winona style, like, let's get her name back charting on the charts. I would love that. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah. But all all in what she wants to do. But I think that would be. Yeah. Otherwise, what I really want from her is I want everyone to, like, recognize how unique what she was giving was. That's what I really want for her is I want everyone to, like, be like, oh, man, these I just can't think of another person that was like committing so hard to comedy as so many of that as, as so young. So I would love people to just like respect her really name. Appreciate. Yeah. Put some respect on her name. Absolutely. Just like uh, really respect what she did for, for the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't thought too much about like next steps for her, but like, I, I feel the same about Brittany. I think about it all the time where I'm like, yeah, I obviously I just want the best for her. And like, if that means like a private mm-hmm. life, that's great. Who wants to make music on her own <laughs> yeah, terms? Yeah, yeah. I will certainly be listening, but like only <laughs> if she wants that. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if she wants, to, and, and even if that, if that's a tour, like what, I, you know, <laughs> yeah that'd be happened to buy tickets I'll yeah <laughs> yeah selfishly if that is what she wants I will but yeah um yeah. okay well I think I feel good I feel like we've sent like positive energy out into the world to Yay. like Amanda Bynes and like this isn't at the level of like the Joe Rogan podcast but it's like mm-hmm. we've contributed to <laughs> publicly talking yeah. about what a queen she is what she's done for us as a society so yeah yeah Good, good for I us. Good, We're know, great. <laughs> I, I, you look at us go. Yeah. No, I, um, KB, tell us where everyone can find you. Sure. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at the handle KP, if that's cool. And then I do live performance in LA with my comedy group, Best Actress. And I like us. So I, I kick myself how I couldn't be geographically further, like on the content of North America. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things in LA that I would like to go at some point in the next year and check yeah. out. And your comedy would definitely be one of them. But yeah. Oh, well, thank you too. so much for joining us. And yay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you on the next time. <laughs> 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 okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit me with a five star review. If you'd like to support it any further, you can go to patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing. Au revoir, mes amours.